Good afternoon. The invitation at this time is to come into a comfortable posture, one that suits the unique contours of your body. If you find yourself holding your knees or any parts of the body, find a posture of relaxation to allow the mind to come to stillness in a state of calm. Before taking up your object of focus, your anchor, we will establish mindfulness Bring your awareness to the parts of the body that rest on the earth. The earth element in the body. The weightiness. Sense into the pressure of the touch points on the earth. Ground your awareness there. And seek out any places of tightness or holding. And allow the weight of the body to be held by the earth. You need do nothing. But find a place of ease which is the natural state of the body. Breathe your awareness up into the ankles, the lower leg, into the knees, Release any tension or holding there. As you continue to come up the body into the thighs, rest your awareness in the hips. And breathe spaciousness there. Allow the surface of your body to spread across the earth, holding on to nothing. Now drift your awareness into the torso. If it's available to you, allow the spine to grow long, creating a clear channel between earth 
and sky. Release the muscles of the abdomen. And on the inhale, allow the navel to flow into the center of the room. As you lift the heart, Bring your awareness now to the hands and the fingers. Lift the fingers slightly and allow the joints to relax as you settle them back on the surface of what they're resting on. The shoulders are reaching down towards the earth. Notice the jaw. Perhaps there may be some tightness or tension there. Part the lips slightly and draw them back together, barely touching. Allow the tongue to rest in the bed of the mouth. and the eyes to nestle down into their sockets. Eyelids closed or affecting a soft downward gaze. the skin of the face, the scalp, around the ears, the flesh of the body, laying across the architecture of your frame like a (laughs) soft cloth. and activate the observer. That being that watches the arising and passing of thoughts and images in the mind.
welcome the the intervals of mindfulness as they arise in that moment that you recognize you've been thinking or imaging. Greet it with joy as a returning friend and settle into the sense of that mindfulness in the body if only for a few seconds what does mindfulness feel like the texture the felt sense in the body Allow the observer to be with that moment of mindfulness with no fret when it leaves, only rejoicing at its return when noticing thoughts have arisen. And at the moment, the second of that awareness, also notice the tail end of the thought dissolving, evaporating, leaving only mindfulness. Continue to practice in this way, noticing the arising and passing away of the activity of the mind and being aware of the felt sense in the body. Become intimate with that moment, that second of mindfulness. And notice as it expands.
As you continue to cultivate the observer, and mindfulness becomes more prevalent, perhaps begin to take up your object only once mindfulness has established itself as predominant. Your object may be the breath, the pressure of your body on the earth, the sensation of your hands resting on the surface sounds, whatever is most resonant, take up your anchor once mindfulness is predominant. and continue to practice in this way.
all activity in the mind has a corresponding sensation in the body. As you become aware of the rise and fall of activity, drop your awareness down into the body and notice what has arisen there. Perhaps a rising of the shoulders or a tightening of the jaw tension in the belly and allow your practice to bring a loving kindness a tender release as you return to your anchor or your activity of observance an investigation.
I'd like to offer this form of meditation because in my own practice it's really brought me a lot of freedom. When I first started meditating, I spent a lot of time wrestling with my practice to the point that I really didn't like sitting that much. Uh, sometimes I'd look at my cushion like it was a snake. And, and I sat because I felt like I should be sitting. And as time went on, I realized that ease in the body allows the mind to rest and become calm. And also, not wrestling with my anchor right away. Mine, my particular anchor is the breath. Not taking it up and then wrestling the hindrances and going back and then wrestling the hindrances, but really allowing a state of mindfulness to arise before actually taking up my anchor allowed me more peace and more freedom in my practice. And I I invite you, if you choose this uh, to practice with this form, to simply take your time. There's no rush. You can spend all the time you want simply watching the mind, watching the thoughts arise and pass away. Staying out of the story. And then really noticing the moment that you notice, oh, I'm thinking, oh, I'm imaging. And bringing joy to that moment because that is the moment that mindfulness has reemerged. And then spending time with that moment. And what happens is there's nothing for those thoughts to rub up against when we're like, okay, I'm not going to, you know, I'm thinking about this, okay, I'm going to drop that thought and go back to the breath or whatever my anchor is. There's no rub. Eventually, they just, they don't, they have no fight. It's like my next door neighbor's dog. You know, if you walk by and he barks at you and you jump and holler and get scared, then he'll bark really hard. But... If you, like, just look at him and, like, just keep going, he's like, oh, God, this is really boring. And that's what the thoughts are like. There's nothing to rub up against. And eventually, those moments of mindfulness expand, and they become the predominant state of mind. Then we take up our anger. So I just wanted to share that, um, that process because it was a very powerful process for me. And now I feel so much joy coming to my cushion. And the other thing is, um, you know, sloth and torpor. I don't know who came up with that interpretation. I never used those words before. But when I get sleepy, that was one of my most hated hindrances. You know, I just couldn't get a handle on it. And I finally have learned to observe the sleepiness, to bring my, um, my kind attention to it. What does it, what, oh, this is what sleepiness feels like in my body. Oh, yeah, my head 
wants to get heavy, you know, all of the things that arise with it. And what I have found is that investigation generates so much energy that it takes me right out of it. It doesn't work all the time, but it takes me right out of that sloth and torpor. So I want to offer that to you as well. Um, So here we are in our first day of full practice. Um, We're continuing today to construct this retreat container. Um, Last night we welcomed each other into this shared space. And this morning we furthered our commitment to cultivate this practice of liberation by taking the precepts to refrain from killing and stealing and harsh speech and active sexuality and taking intoxicants. These are all ways that we have committed to be together with each other so that we can have a sense of ease so that we can settle into the depth of our practice. And I want to say that um, each stage of the way has been an act of renunciation. All of those are things that we renounced. And you know, generally, the term um, carries a pretty um, unsavory um, connotation in our Western culture, which is one of striving to get the most of the best for the least in the greatest quantity that we can. So renunciation doesn't play out that well culturally. Um, It's most often interpreted as a declaration of one's abandonment of a right or a possession or something that we claim ownership of or entitlement to. And it often means to stop using or or consuming something, usually something that we really enjoy, something that brings us pleasure. And it can be looked upon as giving up something in a sense of doing without, of being deprived of something. However, within the context of our practice, renunciation is seen really differently. In fact, if you've come here to gain or achieve anything, you may leave sadly disappointed, for there's nothing to be gained from our practice. Not a thing. Ours is a practice of renunciation. It's a practice of letting go in order to come to liberation. To renounce in this context is to let go of the obstacles that, that block our liberation, that block our internal freedom from suffering and dissatisfaction. We're renouncing that. It's letting go of wanting more. It's the freedom that comes from stepping out of the cycle of delusional need the consumerism of our culture, 
the greed and obsession of our ties to so many things, our addictions to technology, stepping out of that. It's freedom from the anxiety of constantly wanting something. That craving. When we dedicated this time in our lives to come to this place of spiritual refuge, we committed to deepening our journey towards letting go. It required leaving our families, as I think Kamala mentioned last night, our children, partners, jobs, projects. And many of us came a long way and went through a lot of things to get here. So our coming together in this refuge provides a really special opportunity for the mental seclusion to simply just be. And as we settle into this space together, we are renouncing the busyness of the world around us. So in this regard, renunciation is an act of withdrawal from the stimuli that blocks our connection to peace and ease. It allows us to view and approach our lives in a way that gives us permission to let go of anything, anything at all, that does not serve our journey towards liberation. And with that... I am I would like to offer an invitation. And for those of you who choose to further your commitment to this special time of practice that you've really worked so hard for and sacrificed so much for. I invite you to participate in a technology renunciation ceremony. It'll be held tomorrow morning during the um, morning practice. And your participation is absolutely optional, though it's highly encouraged as another way to strengthen our cultivation of liberation practices by simplifying our circumstances and contributing to the seclusion of our senses. In this rapidly paced um, life outside of this refuge, you know, technology has really become a form of intoxicant. By relinquishing our devices to be cared for until after the retreat is over, we are adhering actually to the fifth precept that we took this morning, to refrain from intoxicants that cloud the mind. Should you, should you choose to participate, know that your devices are in no way being held hostage. So if you feel a need to have them back, you are certainly welcome to go to the main office and and retrieve them. And 
it's important for all of us to understand that there are some people here who will need to hold on to their devices for you know, very important reasons. Perhaps they have an elderly parent or they need to check in with sick family members or whatever their particular circumstances. And certainly those of you who have those needs, there should be no sense of, you know, not going with the, the stream. And those of you who um, may feel that you're getting cut a short deal because some people may have kept their devices. Know that some people really need to have them. And if you do keep your device out of, out of a need, um, it would be really a kindness to keep your use of it uh, secluded from the Sangha so that um, we can all be here together in this safe container. Just another um, awareness to keep in mind. We want to protect the general quietness of the retreat. So our liberation is bound up in our ability to make skillful choices that support happiness and well-being, not only for ourselves, but for this Sangha. So relinquishment of your devices is a choice informed only by the intention of your practice. So just a little bit about how to do it. So should you choose to participate in tomorrow's ceremony, um, bring your device tomorrow morning when you come down, and um, there will be labeling materials. I think they'll be in the foyer. They'll be clearly visible. And um, so like I saw that they had some little plastic envelopes and some little cards. Put your device in the envelope and put the card really visible and make sure you've written your name legibly on there. And then um, bring it in here to your seat. If you have large devices like a computer um, or a larger tablet, you can actually take it right to the main office and they will um, assist you in labeling it and put it in the safe. And tomorrow, um, there'll be more instruction on how the ceremony will go. So I look forward to seeing uh, all of your devices in the basket. Okay. Um, Thank you for your presence and your practice. Enjoy the walking period or continued practice in the hall. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.